This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, June 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state of lines. Measuring smoke taint in wine. A new hope for navel orange worm. Mexico tries to avert new tariffs and advisors debate EPA moves. Measuring smoke taint in wine may benefit crop insurance coverage. The recent Northern California wildfires have taught wine grape growers an important lesson. Smoke taint can destroy crops. In a lecture Monday, UC Cooperative Extension Specialist Anita Oberholster shared her research and explained the process. How it happens. Volatile compounds of the air permeate the grape skin. According to atmospheric scientists she worked with, urban fires tend to have more of those compounds. Now, they may or may not be present when smoke is seen. Australian winemakers have experienced the same problem. Standardizing metrics? Well, wine producers vary in how they measure the taint. The amount of the grapes may not be the same in the wine. In some regions, those grapes could still be used instead for rosé. For premium Napa wines, the threshold is much lower. For insurance, Oberholster is seeking funding to establish an objective baseline for maximum allowable exposure. That baseline would help growers in reporting losses for crop insurance and disaster relief. She has also been educating crop insurance companies about the problem. Jerry Brown on climate. The former governor spoke on climate change at the same event. He said he believes growers in California are getting the message. He recognized that Republicans, rural California, and Fortune 500 companies have been slow to recognize the problem. But he said there have been strides in awareness, and we'll get there. Research facility will combat devastating tree nut pest if Congress approves. Pistachios, almonds, and walnuts each year lose as much as $800 million in damage from the navel orange worm. According to Michael Kelly of the Central California Almond Growers Association, almonds saw heavy levels of damage last fall due to freezes that allowed for rapid infestations. Presenting to the State Board of Food and Ag, Kelly said the most promising solution is to release sterile navel orange worm moths. A federal facility in Arizona would be able to produce the needed 30 million moths per day. Congress funded that facility specifically to combat pink bollworm and cotton through a similar IPM strategy. Now that Pinky, as it's called, was officially eradicated last year, that facility may be shut down. The Agriculture Budget Subcommittee is now deciding the funding Kelly urged the board to send a letter asking for the $21 million estimated to run the program. Sustainable solution? Kelly said the IPM approach is timely and fits the governor's goals. He also told the board, our chemistries appear to be showing resistance. Additionally, we're losing some of our most valuable tools in our arsenal, such as the eventual elimination of chlorpyrifos. Mexico pitches plan to advert new tariffs. Mexico's top finance, commerce, agriculture, and trade officials are all in Washington this week and plan to offer up a proposal today that they hope will convince the Trump administration to cancel plans to put new tariffs on Mexican goods next week. Mexican Foreign Minister Marcelo Brard told reporters yesterday he's confident that Mexico's plan will succeed in meeting President Trump's demand that the country will stop an invasion of Central American migrants from crossing through Mexico to the U.S. 
But in London, President Trump made it sound like he has resigned to levying the new tariff as a means to force Mexico to crack down on the migrants. Trump said, quote, it's more likely that the tariffs go on and we'll probably be talking during the time that the tariffs are on and they're going to be paid. Brard insisted that the threatened 5% tariff is a bad idea. He said, common sense says that it doesn't make sense to have a tariff discussion right now when an agreement about migration can be reached in the next few days. On Capitol Hill, White House officials got an earful about the tariff plan from Senate Republicans during their private lunch yesterday. After Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told reporters his colleagues hope the talks with Mexico, quote, will be fruitful and that these tariffs will not kick in. Keep in mind, there are fresh signs of concern in farm country amid the ongoing trade disruptions. For the second month in a row, farmer sentiment fell sharply as measured by Purdue University's Ag Economy Barometer. The May drop erased all gains recorded after the November 16 election. Trump wants phenomenal UK trade pact. Trump urged Great Britain to hurry up and divorce itself from the European Union so negotiations could begin the free trade pact between the two allied nations. The president said as the UK makes preparations to exit the European Union, the United States is committed to a phenomenal trade deal between the US and the UK. Trump spoke during a joint press conference with outgoing Prime Minister Theresa May. There is tremendous potential in that trade deal, he said. May is scheduled to step down as Prime Minister on Friday after failing three times to get Parliament to approve her Brexit plan, which has been criticized because it requires the UK to remain a part of the EU Customs Union until at least December 2020. That would mean the UK would have to keep European restrictions, such as a ban of pork from swine treated with ractopamine. EPA advisors to debate transparency and WOTUS. A lively discussion is expected at a two-day meeting starting today of EPA Science Advisory Board, which will be considering EPA proposals on scientific transparency and the definition of waters of the U.S. and the Clean Air Act. The science and transparency proposal would require the release of raw data underlying any studies used to support agency regulations. Public health advocates have warned, however, that researchers must be allowed to guarantee anonymity on subjects of epidemiological studies. On Thursday, the board will talk about the proposed WOTUS rule. A memo to the full scientific advisory board from a work group set up to review the proposal called for, quote, further consideration of the scientific basis of EPA's proposal to exclude imperial waters from federal jurisdiction. Those waters are critically important to the chemical, fiscal, and biological integrity of the nation's waters, particularly the southwestern region of the U.S., the work group said. One member dissented, saying the question of what types of waters should be considered waters of the U.S. is a legal, not a scientific question. Fruits and vegetables, plenty affordable. Price shouldn't be a barrier for most Americans when it comes to eating the daily recommended amount of fruits and vegetables. The Economic Research Service has been tracking the cost of following the federal dietary guidelines. Using 2016 price data, ERS calculated that eating the two cups of fruit and two and a half cups of vegetables a day would cost between $2.10 and $2.60. That's about the same amount consumers would have paid in 2013. There has been little change in cost since 2016 either. 
Retail fruit and vegetable prices rose 2.2 percent from 2013 to 2016 and a more modest four-tenths percent during 2017 and 2018, according to ERS. Here's today's He Said It. It's not because the government's coming in being a bully. It's because the climate is changing and all of our systems are going to crumble beneath us lest we get our act together. That Joaquin Escabel, chair of the State Water Resources Control Board. Escabel was presenting to the State Board of Food and Ag and discussing the need for collaboration among water users. Well, that is Daybreak West for this Wednesday, June 5th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.